Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news, and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. You are listening to the West Ham Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with We Are West Ham, James Jones and Will Pugh. Delighted to say James has got his West Ham colours on. And don't worry, I've checked. Will is wearing his West Ham socks. And my pants, yeah. And my pants. I didn't want to say, mate, you said it yourself. We are delighted to be with you for the next hour talking all things West Ham. And what a run West Ham are on because it wasn't the greatest start in the Premier League for West Ham. They might have lost to Man City, but since then, four games unbeaten, three of those they have won. They've made progress in the League Cup and it was a brilliant team performance this week at home to Norwich. Not only was it a great win, James left the stadium with the biggest smile on his face after that team performance. James, firstly, how pleased with you with that result and the way West Ham played? Do you know what? It weren't just the result, it was the performance for me. You know, I... I think I said last week that I was a little bit, little bit worried about the whole like Norwich because they, you know, they they look quite good in their opening few games, even if they hadn't won every all the games. And I thought, well, and these are the games sometimes West Ham slip yeah, up on I mean, a little I bit mean, of a banana and, skin. I mean, given that, I mean, I know our home form has been a lot better, you know, it, sort of over the last six or seven months. But I just worried about you know with Pookie on on form, and I just thought, nah, nah, this is the game where we slip up. You know, we've we've looked good over the last few games, but this is the game we slip up. But we, okay, Norwich had a good, you know, a good maybe 10 minute spell in the first half, but we were just outstanding. Like every single player on that pitch was outstanding. And like, I just loved every minute of it. I, I watched like, the entire 90 minutes, I had a smile on my face. Walking out of the stadium, I had a smile on my face, I was texting Will. I got Will's a big smile smiling now, just as you're reacting. <laughs> you know what? Happy you know what? I got to the pub and then I saw that we were fifth in the league, no speed started. And I just <laughs> thought, this is a great day. It's a great day. I've not, I've not seen West Ham play that well. For, for years I genuinely haven't and you know it's just a shame that it wasn't more than 2-0 in the end 
I uh, no, I, I was absolutely thrilled. Just uh, it's just so nice to see your mates happy, isn't it? <laughs> I, honestly, I've never. What, it was what, just, you weren't happy, no. No. Well, I'll be honest. I was gutted because I had to move house on Saturday, so I didn't even get to go, which was an absolute heartbreaker. Especially, but as I say it made it all okay. Obviously, listen to it on the radio as I'm packing up my crockery out my kitchen was uh, <laughs> was the next best thing. But yeah, it was the the text from James later on in the evening. Just, oh, honestly, mate, superb. Best day I've had over there for years. I'm just so happy. Biggest smile on my face ever. It really made my day. <laughs> well, it was a superb win. Some fans who don't support West Ham or outside the bubble say, oh, it's only Norwich, but... That's a little bit of a disservice to West Ham because Norwich have started just as well. They've played some really good football and you still have to turn up. You still have to beat these teams. You still have to put in that performance. And if West Ham are going to play this way and they can do it consistently, which we know is a big problem, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. And you two have only spoke about that. You said this year, you know, hopefully will be our year in the Premier League. Well, one that we've got a real strong team that one we actually fancy. But that performance, you know, the international break really will come at the wrong time for West Ham, hasn't it? That, that is true. But they also, you know, one of the other cliches that people peddle out all the time is going into the international break on the back of a win. It's a great thing to do, etc., etc. But I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Really, we proved last season with the you know the wins against Spurs, against Manchester United, against Arsenal that we can beat the big teams. We could beat almost anyone in the league, certainly outside the top two on our day. And we you know we've said all along that the difference this year will be the consistency. That's the only thing that's stopping us from breaking into that top mm. seven, top six spots. And these are exactly the sort of games where last season we, we would have stumbled or we would have tripped up. And I just think it's so important that we, we highlighted this little bracket of games after the City game that you know it was a really good chance to put some points on the table early, which we've struggled to do in seasons past. And it looks like we're actually doing it and delivering on that. And to be unbeaten from those games after Man City is exactly what we want, included a, a way win thrown in there as well. So I think it's just it's class. It sounds ridiculous, James, but, you know, obviously as a West Ham fan, you always want to beat your rivals, your Tottenham's, your Chelsea's, your Arsenal's. Great days out for fans, but you want to beat the teams you should beat. It's not a disrespectful thing to Watford or Norwich, but you should be beating them. You want to be beating them. And if you do want to break this top six, top eight, we have to win those games, especially at home. And at the end of the season, it's those wins rather than your, you know, the supposed bigger club wins that make the difference, don't they? Yeah, they do. And, you know, as you said, you know, consistency has been a massive problem for us. Um, but I just want to touch, like, the result's brilliant. You know, we, we've beaten Norwich when, you know, Norwich were looking quite good and all that. But I think the performance uh, did a lot more than just be a good performance on the day. I think it mm. showed that West Ham can compete. Um Okay, it was just Norwich in front of us, but you can only beat what's in front of you. But and you say and, they've you but, know, but, struggled, haven't they? Exactly, uh, and th- those performances, you know, we could have been playing anyone on Saturday, and we would have beaten them. We were that good. Mm. Uh, I genuinely believe that. Maybe barring Man City or Liverpool, because you know they probably would have picked us apart. <laughs> but I thought we were that good that we could have taken on anyone, even the likes of Leicester or Everton, who are going to be up there with us. Mm. Um, and I think it's that sort of performance that encourages us to to think. Hang on. You know, we were a little bit worried, but I think this year we have got what it takes. The likes of Anderson uh, and Lanzini linking up perfectly. Haller uh, has just been brilliant since he signed for us. Uh, we got four, we brought four nails on with five minutes to go, and it was like look at the options we got off the bench. Uh, and he, you know, he, okay, he didn't have a lot, a, you know, long on, on the pitch to really make an impact, but to bring a power on like, like four nails on the pitch uh, when you're playing that well, and you can just slot straight in and just carry, carry the flow on. 
you know it, it, it's really encouraging not just the result but the performance it really suggests to me that you know we're going to be we're going to be there or thereabouts this year and it's really encouraging well let's not forget this is the same Norwich team that absolutely played Newcastle off the park beat them 3-1 scored two goals against Chelsea you know uh, got a goal at Anfield and you know you've beat them 2-0 quite comfortably I never felt yeah Norwich did have their chances but they never really half threatened chances. did they they were half chances half really. chances oh, yeah. alright I was, I was being a little bit more <laughs> generous but you know maybe it's because I do not owe you to an apology but hold my hands up I was really disappointed with West Ham after that first game you know and I said to you both and you said look you know it is one game you know the season starts now sort of not a free pass to City but a free hit let's judge West Ham after four, five, six games and if you're going to play this football again I'm not going to flip it and go oh I'm really excited now for the rest of the season because we're going to have our ups and downs but this is the football that you've been crying out for and you know West Ham have the potential to do it don't you Will? Yeah I mean we will take the apology aren't we James? <laughs> yeah I'll take that. Do you like <laughs> that I'm big enough to say it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm just but yeah I'll take it. No you're absolutely right <laughs> and I, I think what like James said there we could have we, we've got a team now and a, and a style of play that after another window and another you know few months of Pellegrini stamping his authority on the team and just getting his getting his thoughts through even more to a team who who already know they've had a season under him already and I think that's only going to keep on you know bearing fruit if you like because the the games we've got coming up now obviously the Villa away next after the international break you know barring barring no injuries which we hope we don't get the same applies to every team but Villa away then again they've put in some half decent performances this year they've looked all right in spells and also looked looked vulnerable that's another game where you want to be coming off the back of it going right yep we've beaten them we, you know it's an it's an away game again but we've proven already with the with the win at Watford that we can do it we were unfortunate well sorry probably quite fortunate to get the point at at Brighton but you want to be coming away from Villa Park on that Monday night going excellent another win against a team that we should win who will lose games at home this season and then you've got Man United at home after that team who are looking really rocky and if we're going into that game you know on four games unbeaten in the league and they won't they the last thing they'll want to do is come to the London Stadium on a Sunday afternoon isn't it when we're all up for it and the team are up for it and really put it to them especially if we're remembering recent results that West Ham have had against Man United let's uh we spoke about how you two felt after the game on Saturday and how pleased you were with that team performance let's look at the key moments then from the game because Will I know you're a big fan of VAR and it said this could help West Ham you know with points over the season not get robbed you did win the game 2-0 let's look at the first one I think that the penalty that Sebastian Allaire should have got that was for me a stonewall pen VAR didn't look at that the ref had already made a decision I don't want to say, oh, well, we won the game, but it's incidents like this, Will, that you want, you know, you said could have cost, if this was a more tight, tighter game, could have cost West Ham there. Yeah, I was a confusing one. I mean, James tweeted about it after the game, didn't you? Said the same thing. And I mean, I do normally laugh at you for, for your bold statements about that was a stonewall penalty. That was 100% a foul, no doubt about it. In this instance, I was inclined to agree with you wholeheartedly. And yeah, it was it was a peculiar one because we had a few of them this weekend in in sort of the other games where it seemed like quite blatant or clear and obvious errors had been missed. That was certainly one of them, the Halepen. And yeah, you're right. If that's if that's a two all game or it's nil nil at the time and that happens, then everyone's kicking up a fuss a bit more. But I think more importantly, the, the VAR side there, we you know we could have won that game four or five, couldn't we? But Tim Krull had the game of his life. Yeah, his, his, his team still lost the game. So. While the the Haller thing was annoying, I think it would have been nice to you know to put four or five on the board if nothing else, just to absolve that 
horrible goal difference that we picked up against City. But, you know, I think as is typical with football, VAR or not, when you win the game, a lot of those things and mistakes just get forgotten about and washed away with the romance, don't they? I see what you're saying, but, I mean, aside from all the all the joy and the smiles on Saturday, that's the one thing that the smile on my face seeing that after the game. Because, I mean, we didn't see it from where I was sitting on the ground. You couldn't tell whether it was a penalty or it wasn't. Um, and to be fair, I had a few beers before the game, so I couldn't remember it even happened until I saw So you were definitely shouting pen. So, yeah, I, I can't remember. <laughs> Actually, just can we remember. settle it? Genuinely because I've been thinking about a week. Were you in Hospo this week? Were you, no, how, no, were you, no. how were you seeing <laughs> the game? I, I Is that it, why you couldn't? You didn't know if it was a pen or not? The nah. champagne was flowing? No, nah, I was in I was in with the peasants this week. So. Oh, oh, you might lose a few fans for saying that. Oh, nah, with the peasants I, now. I, I, I want to make it clear, I was where I where I, I most enjoy watching football, and that's with the fans. And so, sit uh, every single week of your life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, hospital just for one week and one week yeah, only, hospital, yeah. only because it was offered to me on a plate. So, right, well, that did knock a smile off your face because it should have been a pen. But West Ham did win a game. The flip side of that is Norwich felt uh, very frustrated by a few decisions in the game. I think not sour grapes because they did lose the game. I don't think they was coming from that angle, but they obviously the Allaire challenge on uh, Zinnerman was it? Yeah, yeah, Zinnerman, yeah. and they felt like that uh, hampered him in the build up to the game because he was only running at fifty percent. That's another one. I, I don't. That's a tough one, but obviously they're upset about the Yarmolenko elbow as well. I don't know if you two have seen this. Will you missed yeah, I've it? Seen that. I've watched the replay. No, I've seen, yeah, I've seen it. Since, I've watched yeah. the replay a few times. It's a tricky one. Where do you two stand on it first? Both of them. Sorry, James. Haller, yellow card, Max. Well, they, they said that on match today when they pulled it out because they spoke about the, the Haller penalty first, and then they went, okay, well, what about Zimmerman and and, mm. and the, the the potential aftermath for that? And they they also said, well, it hasn't hasn't impacted anything because it's not as if Haller gets sent off for that challenge he gets a yellow card maximum um, and Jenna that, said he blamed Norwich didn't he? he said it was Norwich's own fault yeah, for well, not getting him off the pitch quick yeah, enough yeah we should have got him off the pitch if he's, that, mm. if he's injured why haven't you subbed him why haven't you brought on a, a centre off that can run um, and you know I make him right okay perhaps they should have pulled him up for a foul and I think it probably was a foul and it probably was a yellow card but it hasn't if, if he does get a yellow card for that um, then we still score that goal that's the way I see it. So it, I don't see that as an issue, really. Right. But the Yarmolenko one, I thought that was much of a nothingness, really. Uh, no, and uh, you know, I know you're shaking your head, but I think even if that's against West Ham, that is a classic thing on the corner of the pitch where he hasn't even made like much, if any, contact. It's, it's a slight movement. It's one of those where you really have to look for it. Mm. Like, if it wasn't for um, the, um, if it wasn't for the Norwich players' reaction. You 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 don't even notice that as an incident. You just go, oh, that, that there's a player over there just trying to be annoying as the ball's going out. Yeah, I'm not shaking my head in a sense that when I first saw it, I thought, oh, oh, it did, like cause his chin literally turns like he has been elbowed in the face. I watched a few different replays and I tried to watch Yarmolenko's face because that's what they say was their intent. Did he mean it? I think the whole time he's just dived in, even though the ball's gone out of play. I don't think there was intent. I don't think there was any maliciousness there. Just I don't a think bit of aggression, wasn't it? A bit of aggression, but you know, this is football. It's meant to be a physical game, although maybe yeah. not so much anymore. But the one thing is, when you do barge into people, how many times, you know, we've all played football here, how many times would you get hit with an elbow? And I thought, I know he's not meant it, but you don't run in with your elbow. And his elbow has it, his chin. I'm not saying I think it's a foul, but there has been contact there. So it's, it's a tough one. That was where I was more shaking my head because his chin has been moved. I think I think the big thing, regardless of all that, though, I think the big reason why West Ham fans have been have been quite quite annoyed with the whole like VAR thing this weekend was because remember on the first weekend of the Premier League season we got battered by City 
and VAR was literally checked every, everything. It went to VAR. Mm. You know, it was eight Mike, times, wasn't it, in that game? Poor old Mike Dean had no idea where he was coming or going. Didn't know where he, <laughs> For a change. He, he, might, he might as well just sat in the stands and let VAR take mm. over at some point. And, you know, it got, it got so bad to the point where they even made Aguero retake a penalty that he'd missed. Right? So if we, if we're doing that, why aren't we why aren't we actually looking at whether penalties should be given or not? And oh, I think, I think West Ham fans are going, hang on, what, three or four weeks ago, you know, you wanted to re- just check everything that the referee gave just in case, and now you're not checking anything at all. Um, we didn't see VAR go up once on the big screen inside the stadium, which is a stark contrast from three or four weeks ago when literally every time Mark Dean blew the whistle, there's a big thing up going, VAR's checking mm. it. And I think that's why we were a little bit annoyed. Okay, it didn't affect the result. We still won the game. But, you know, as Will said, the goal difference, it could make a big difference towards the end of the season. I think the the thing is, you look at the Harry Kane one against Newcastle the other week where he's leaned into, in, from well, my opinion on that one, he's he's looking for the contact. He's leaned into him slightly. The, the fella has gone down. There's contact made. Kane's gone over. He saw the one, he, I think, Kane's one he got booked for against Arsenal on Sunday was just a slightly more exaggerated version than the one at Newcastle. And I was kind of, I felt a bit vindicated. I was like, yeah, exactly. That's what he was doing last week. That's what he's done again. Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, that, that the certainly the, the first one against Newcastle, that was checked. That was checked and looked at. The Haller one was peculiar because, like you say, James, didn't seem to be stopped and looked at and again I just think if it's if it's not 2-0 already then then there's a bit more of a bit more of a fuss and again I just think another one that, that will get looked at and those mm. things will get it's ironed not, out it's not an excuse though I think what fans are craving well me I don't want to speak for every fan but we don't know is it being checked has it not been checked when do they make a check when don't they because like you said we know sometimes in week one everything was getting checked did they check that Sebastian Allaire one and go no it's, it's not a pen then because to everyone else's eyes watching it it, it was a pen so or they just going on a ref decision. He's already made the overriding decision. He says no, so VAR, we're not looking at it. We just we don't know what's going on because to everyone else, and with, I'm saying it as a non-West Ham fan, that is a pen. Whether you're 5-0 up or 1-1, it's still a pen. But the ball didn't go out of play, did it? I think they're, they're, they're checking everything all the time, aren't they? While play's still going on, there's teams there looking back into it. But, but if they're checking it, why is it not a pen? Well, I, I don't think they are. No, because, I, yeah, I don't. And I think, I think, I think even pen, if they yeah. are, they're, they're very, very reluctant to overturn what the the referee's decision I agree yeah because I mean, we saw what happened in the Villa game where Grealish got um, got booked mm. for, bi- for, for being fouled like he got fouled and then he got booked for it and he was passing to his own teammate yeah, who then went on and scored score, a late so equaliser so even play advantage yeah it's like well I mean but then you know they should have gone to VAR and gone actually now the referee's got that wrong we'll overturn that and we'll give the goal instead they've gone now well the referee's made a decision so let him have it it's like well hang on that's not what VAR was brought in to do VAR was in to stop that just very quickly then, James, do you think that almost the Premier League have uh, switched it from week one going, right, let's check everything, VAR's in place, and now we're like, oh, we're upsetting everyone, we, we want to go back, we don't want to check everything, so if they sort of backtracked on themselves, could they, there be that, a case of that? Uh, there might be, um, and I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case, but I think you know they've got to be consistent with it. You know, if, if there's a decision like that, just check it. What's the point of having it if you're not going to check those big decisions? Um and you know, if if they start doing it consistently, then people won't won't care whether they think the decision's right or wrong because at least you're checking it. Well, rightly or wrongly, West Ham did get the three points this weekend to Norwich, and they also made progress in the League Cup. Love Sport. You're listening to the West Ham Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins, and I'm joined in the studio with We Are West Ham, James Jones and Will Pugh. We were just talking about 
West Ham's brilliant unbeaten four-game run. Three games of those they have won. We're talking about the weekend victory over Norwich and all the VAR incidents. Now, though, it's time to take a look at a game from last week. West Ham beating Newport to progress in the League Cup. It was on the day that I saw you both Tuesday. You two rushed off rapidly to the pub to go and watch the game. Let's talk about it a little bit now because West Ham, not their strongest lineup, but still a fairly strong one. We know their intentions in the cup there. Let's talk about all the key moments. And very nice to see Wilshere on the score sheet, Will. Well, I know I don't like to tread on your toes here, James, because I know you are stat attack man. And you do <laughs> love a, you love your Philippe Anderson nutmeg stats. Your, you got, were the, he got a few more this week, by the way. He did, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> still, still top the league. Top in that table. We need an actual nutmeg chart, James. But uh, Jack Wilshere... Excellent stat for you. Jack Wilshere's goal last week against Newport in the Cup was his first goal in the League Cup since his first ever appearance in the competition, aged just 16, nearly 10 years ago for Arsenal. Did you know that? Yeah, because you kept banging on about it when you read, read it in the pub after he'd scored. And oh, who was that goal he's against? He's in the illusion, isn't he? Uh, oh, no, 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 ah, can, can Sheffield we, can, United? Can, can we rewind? Know. Can we rewind? Oh, mind blown. Absolutely mind blown. <laughs> exactly. We can't edit the live show, can we? We could edit the pod. Absolutely mind blown. <laughs> what the Wilshire scored? Or just by that stat? That and the fact it was ten years since he last scored in the League Cup. Madness. Madness. <laughs> Madness. Well, but then he's only played like maybe twenty minutes in those ten, in yeah. those ten years. He's been injured for nine years of yeah. him, so you know Bless him. not a bad stat. But let's talk about the performance. Not your strongest lineup, but still a cup you want to take seriously, you know, intentions were at. Really good performance. We saw the first 15 minutes together. A little bit of an injury scare there to Antonio. What's the latest with him? Oh, it looks like he's going to be out for for a little while. You know, it's a hamstring tear, I think. So it's going to be six to eight weeks, probably even longer yeah. than that. Could be three months, they're saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I mean, it's a blow for us because he was looking good. So it's, yeah, it, it's just typical West Ham for us to pick up an injury, isn't it? It is, but and like we were saying in the pub when we were watching it afterwards as well, once we sort of thought about it a bit more, of all of the players that played in that game, you'd... You know, although he had been playing well, you'd sooner it happened to him than than anyone else in the in that potential. You know, that starting eleven. And when we when we started at team, we started with at Norwich on the weekend. We, you know, it's not like we we missed him or looked glaringly weak without him, was it? It was like one of them things that's unfortunate, and it's one less option off the bench rather than ah, oh, that's a real blow to our first eleven, don't you think? Yeah, to an extent. But then he had a real good impact off the bench um, at Watford. And I thought he, he almost changed the game in that second half against Watford. Um, so, you know, I was hoping that, you know, he'd become that player that, you know, we could turn to. He, I don't think he was really a starting 11 player this year, particularly with Yarmolenko back fit and, and making an impact. But a player off the bench, if he can come off and, and do what he did against Watford in, you know, in the games to come, then, you know, it's a good weapon to have. Can be a very good impact player. Yeah, and, you know, we're not going to be winning. You know, we're not going to be playing comfortably. We're not going to be winning comfortably every week. So you're going to need someone to be able to come off the bench and make that sort of impact and change the game a little bit. Um, and I felt that, you know, he proved against Watford the week before that, you know, he could be that guy. Uh, and then maybe start the odd game when, you know, there was you know, the odd injury even there. So it's disappointing for me to, to see him out for, for maybe two or three months. Um, but we've, we luckily we do have cover in those positions. We've got players that can sort of you know a little bit adaptable. 
Well, what I thought was really pleasing, Fornell scored, and he looked absolutely delighted to score. Then he turned, he done a big like fist pump, and I thought, all right, it's only the League Cup against Newport. But if you're that buzzing, do you know what I mean? The flip side is, I would love that as a fan. I thought he's got himself on the score sheet. You know, you've cemented that win now, even though you were so comfortable. It's 2-0, it's in the bag. He's well up for it. Obviously, wants to play, wants to start for West Ham. Didn't start on the weekend, but, you know, this is me staking my claim. He's come from Spain, and he's, he's celebrating against Newport. I thought, this is it. I feel like we're sort of... You're on to something. If the players really that desire, and that's you know, we know how much you lot love effort and desire for the team and commitment. How pleased were you with that, Will? Yeah, no, it's fantastic. I mean, I think it's one of those things where it's just easy to, or not always easy to get that monkey off your back, is it, for scoring your first goal? Obviously, more important with with strikers, and Alain managed to do that in you know his first pre-season friendly for us. But and he's obviously you know come out the blocks really quickly in the league as well. But as far as Fonell's goes, although he's not quite as a, you know, his game won't purely be judged on on goals in as much as Haller's will. But yeah, it's you know, it wasn't. I mean, James could have probably scored it to be honest. But whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> don't look convinced. I don't know. That's that's an insult to you or Fonell. <laughs> I think that's an insult to me. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, but hey, small dig, James. It was coming. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you can't like you can't complain, can you? You want you want these players to to be chomping at the bit to play and that that's all you can do isn't it when you put out a team in whatever competition it's in you just need the players that are on the pitch to play their very best what, whoever you're playing wherever you're playing and in whatever competition it is that's all you can ask and he's done that and then you know I'm sure in, in time he'll He'll get his Premier League opportunities more than the five minutes that he uh, he got at the end against Norwich. Would you say in recent past West Ham, you know, they go away in the League Cup, they go to Newport, they get the win, and then then they have the banana slip up to Norwich and can't lose? Would that have been typical West Ham? Although it weren't your first team, you didn't start all the key players. How important is it that you've won in, in the week and then three days later you've gone and picked up another win? Because if West Ham want to do anything this year, you have to do that, don't you? Forget that the opposition was new ball. You have to go and play three, four days, you know, two, three games a week and churn out results. I think it's a sign of a good team and a sign of a good squad. Um, you know, you're right. It would have been very, very West Ham to, for us to go and lose to Norwich. Or, or the other way around, lose to Newport and then beat Norwich. You know, it would have been exactly what West Ham you know, have done over the years. Um, so for us to, to to do that within the space of a few days and, and put in two sort of very professional performances, I think the, the, the Newport game especially was very professional. Um, we're, it's the sort of game we would normally slip up in, so particularly away from home, um, it's, it's good for us. To, it's good to see us do that. You know, we're unbeaten in four in all comps now, and I, I think that, you know Pellegrini's beginning to really sort of. I'm not going to say big team mentality. You <laughs> I was, know you are. I was, I was so close to saying it, but no. But I, I, I genuinely believe that maybe all of that talk of him saying it last year, maybe that's beginning to creep in a little bit. <laughs> Will, you've got a massive smile on your well, face. You love it. That is exactly, exactly so true. I, I genuinely believe that, okay. He, he loves about, that saying, Will. Yeah, but, he loves it. Yeah, Because it's working. But Pellegrini <laughs> last year, and everyone knows my problem with it, you know, we'd lose to Bournemouth away too. But this is what I'm saying. You've go, been, you're beating these teams go, at the minute. Oh, yeah, you know, I want to see more of that big team mentality. It's like, well, why didn't we do no, it today then? That was but laying now, the foundation. But now, okay, I'm not. It's a little bit too early in the season to go. Yeah, we now this big team mentality side that are going to start thrashing teams, but the early stages are beginning to shine through a little bit with those performances this last week. <laughs> well, they're shining through. You did progress in the League Cup. You've now been drawn against Oxford United away. Not the most difficult of ties. 
Are you pleased with that one? Can you see more progress? I know, again, we're not, no disrespect to Oxford, but this is another favourable tie where West Ham could go a little bit further. And we've had a similar situation to we did last year as well in that if it wasn't for the result in the previous round, we would have got a game against Millwall, wouldn't we? Don't buy it. Because you don't buy it. Don't buy it. I think... Well, I, I mean, think, that's just I a think, fact. I think the whole theory, <laughs> I think the whole theory is rubbish. What you think is a fix? No, no, no I'm just no, what that, James that is thing. saying. If Millwall, were, if the, the, the draw won't have happened like that. You can't yeah, look at like, it like that. I mean, it, it, well, we're led to believe that it's complete luck of the draw how you pick the balls out, right? Right. So you're telling me that despite what happened in that result between Millwall and Oxford in the previous round, the guys that did the draw for the third round would have drawn the balls in exact same order still. I mean, like, we're talking mind-blowing stuff here. Yeah, this is like, a bit too much like metaphysics. It's, it's, it's mad. Mm. It's on mad. the like, David Blaine hour on Love Sport Radio <laughs> yeah, with James I mean, Jones I mean, and Will Pugh. Are, are we, like, things, things happen, things change. You're not telling me that just because if Millwall had won that, we would have definitely drawn Millwall because we wouldn't have done. And I and I sincerely hope we never have to play Millwall again because it's just... Ever? Too, well, it's, it's more hassle than it's worth. Come on, let's think about it. Well, it's it, more hassle than what it's worth. I'm glad we haven't drawn Millwall and I still don't think we would have drawn Millwall had Millwall beaten Oxford because I don't believe in all that. Oh, we could have got Millwall had they not beaten Oxford. I like, understand what James is saying. Like... It was just a nice little soundbite, but I apologise <laughs> and I won't do it again. <laughs> Will genuinely <laughs> told. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, it's me that's got to apologise. I think going hard then. No. <laughs> right, we're all sorry. I just West feel so Ham strongly about, about third round draws in the Carabao Cup. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Millwall didn't happen and Hernandez is no more. And we're going to be talking about one player leaving because I know Will is absolutely devastated. Love sport. You are listening to the West Ham Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins, and I'm joined in the studio with We Are West Ham, James Jones and Will Pugh. And we have to mention two things now, because I think it would only be rude not to. Firstly, James Jones is having an absolute shocker in the West Ham Fantasy League. He said right. that he was above me. He's bottom. Right. Week four, he has already used his wild card. Absolute shocking right, 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 right. scenes. Wait, right, guys, I did in the, the running order earlier, and I didn't put this on the running order. Yeah, for I know, a that's why I said it'd be rude not to mention it. I'm <laughs> oh. ad libbing. I'm just riffing whenever I want. Secondly, onto a more positive note, we mentioned how good Saturday was the victory against Norwich, the individual performances. It would be rude not to mention King Arthur, wouldn't it, Will? No, it would. You're right. And you know, I, I know we we covered. There was lots of good things about the about the Norwich game, but I I saw an excellent tweet from the club earlier on. West Ham tweeted statistically the best left back performance in the top five European leagues at the weekend, and then everything Arthur Masuaku had to say following our dominant win over Norwich, and uh, he was fantastic as well as I think the you know the the assist for Haller's goal was obviously. The, the bit you see on Match of the Day and the bit that anyone like me who has him in their fantasy team was pleased to see because he gets the assist as well. Yeah, James, tips, free tips. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll do what, a, what, why I'll do we live in a world where Masaraku's getting fantasy points? It's madness, <laughs> isn't it? King but, Arthur, mate, how dare you? And uh, But as well, as well as that, I think what, what everyone was quite impressed with and the, the thing that everyone's been a little bit worried about or very worried about in about Masuaku for the time he's been at the club is that his defensive showing was, was a lot better. And he said what, you know, the thing that stood out for me was talking after the game about the game and a lot of you know normal sort of pretty generic quotes that you'd expect to hear from players afterwards but one thing he was asked about how he how he was playing with the with Anderson and obviously the going forward bit and and Masuaku said yeah that is important going forward and we are working on that in training but more importantly what we were working on all week me and Felipe was how we're going to defend together and how I need him to help me out on the defensive side of the game I think we saw that come to fruition and the bit that you know what a game he had and what a player 
he is and what a man he is and what a king he is. What but a king. <laughs> I think the, the the one of the things he said was that he's he's still he's nearly a hundred percent. He he had the Africa Cup of Nations over the summer and he's saying that I'm getting closer and the more games I play the better I'll feel. I mean he's already putting in performances like that and he's still got room to go. King of the East. I got a bit of protection of it, uh, of him this weekend because it was a fantastic assist, weren't it? A perfectly weighted ball, the timing, everything. Fantastic. And I thought what an assist. And then when Norwich were moaning about the, the challenge and you know, if Zimmerman would have been 100% he would have got back to making that clearance I thought no don't you say that about King Arthur that was always going one place and one place only that was a West Ham goal and I felt like that was a little bit of disservice to him there wasn't it and you don't treat Kings like that I'm treason deli- it is treason yeah and I'll, I'll be honest with you I'm delighted with with the the praise that Masuaku's getting because he's been he's been you know he's not been flavour of the month at West Ham uh, on a number of occasions for not just performances but for his behaviour hmm. um, and it, it's nice for him to to be getting the praise that I think he deserves because you know he, he's been quite good for some time now I thought he was good against Watford as well kind of went under the radar a little bit because Haller stole the show with his first two goals for the club he finished but last season quite well didn't he, he finished well. last season quite well and it, it just feels as though you know he's beginning to come into his own he's, he signed that new contract now he did that a few weeks ago and Maybe that was what ne- what you needed, just to sort of settle down and go, right, I'm here now for the long haul. Um, I'm over all my problems. I'm over all, all the troubles. I'm over all the bad performances. I'm improving on my defending. Um, and he seems to, you know, as you were just saying, where well, he seems to be working very, very well with Anderson, both on and off the pitch. I seem to be getting on really well. And that's always a bonus, isn't it? So, um, he's only 25 as well, I'm which del- is good. Yeah, exactly. And I'm delighted that, you know, he's been quite underappreciated and, and a lot of fans have been quite disrespectful towards him, I've, I've felt, um, over the over the last maybe you know, 18 months or two years. Uh, and sometimes, you know, okay, it has been justified. He, ha- he hasn't been brilliant for the last three years. You know, he has had some really bad games, but it's good to see him really work hard, get his head down uh, and, you know, and put in some really good, you know, match-winning performance. Alar Snodgrass, isn't it? A bit of a like a phoenix rising exactly, from the ashes yeah, sort of exactly thing. That, yeah, exactly, yeah. Just, just yeah. knuckling oh, down. Like no, that. honestly, though, he's right, isn't it? He's, he's actually knuckling down. And exactly. James yeah. is right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're talking about uh, King of the East, King at West Ham, uh, King Arthur. Now let's uh, time to talk about the Mexican Prince. I know you're gutted this week, Will. You know, tears, you know, violins, get them all out. Really sad times. You know, a dark cloud is hanging over the Love Sports studio as we speak. Hernandez has left. Um, I'm gutted for you. I'm gutted for the West Ham fans. Where do you go from here, Will? Ah, I tell you what. I mean, beating Norwich was good, but... Finding out Hernandez was leaving on Sunday was even better. I text uh, I text James the the, the picture of of Hernandez. He couldn't before. get no signal in Hospo. He's <laughs> poor. No, but on uh, this is on on Sunday evening the the or Sunday the news has started to leak. Officially, it was announced. I think Sunday evening or um, sources started reporting it. But there was a, a leak of a photo of him Hernandez when he just arrived at at Sevilla and. Yeah, I mean, again, uh, it is sort of it's uh, half tongue-in-cheek stuff, a lot of the stuff I say about Hernandez. I don't have a passionate hatred about him, but looking no, <laughs> really? but you know, but looking at it frankly, the man was on 140 grand a week, which puts him at around the third to fourth highest earner at the club, and he was a long, long, long way off being the third or fourth highest contributor. That was the way I looked at it, and you know, a lot of the and what I was quite surprised at is a lot of the reaction to his departure. I thought there was going to be a lot of, oh, I can't believe we're letting him go, blah, blah, blah. I'm very much a, 
you know, the, the you don't become a bad striker overnight brigade. I thought there was going to be quite a lot of that. But there there wasn't really. Everyone seemed fairly staid about it. He was on 140 grand a week. He wasn't he was going to sit on the bench, probably number three striker. It's probably a good decision. And yeah, I'd, you know, good luck to him. He he didn't he didn't really I don't think he earned every penny of these 140 grand a week during his time at the club, but we've had a million and one far worse strikers than Javier Hernandez in our books in the past. Well, you said, and maybe cynically so, that uh, he won't be going anywhere. He's just had a baby, wants to stay in London, and yet he has gone. Were you quite surprised at his departure, even though you wanted him to go, you know, because it did happen fairly late in a foreign transfer window. Were you shocked to see him go? I was. I was very surprised, yeah, especially after, you know, you mentioned the baby there. He got given the number nine shirt over the summer as well, and... You know, although he made clear his his desire to leave earlier in the summer, when it didn't look like that was going to happen, then yeah, it looked like oh, okay, he's staying and you know, well, whatever. And it was kind of underwhelming, perhaps. But yeah, I was surprised with the news. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm still a little bit, I'm a little bit annoyed with. Let- I thought you had tears then. <laughs> You're ridiculous, he's struggling. Ridiculous Look at him man. in this corner. It's, it, it, it's Hold frust- up, can we get some tissues in the studio for James, please? Can we also note that when I text James a photo of Hernandez leaving with a load of smiley emojis, you actually ignored me. Yeah, because that, that's <laughs> like rubbing it, salt I, in the I wounds. I shook my head and went, I can't believe this. Like, <laughs> I feel your pain, mate. I feel your pain. I'm frustrated with the whole thing because I felt as if, you know, we, we've now left ourselves short in that mm. department. You know, we've only got Haller and Ayeti, and know, knowing our injury problems and our injury record, one of those two are going to get injured. We've already got Antonio injured, who could have sort of, you know. Yeah, but you can pose midfielders as strikers, West Ham like to do on a oh, pre-season tour. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> like, come on, like, I think there was no harm in keeping him at the club for another six months, in my book. And, uh, you know, I don't really buy into that. He's, he's only 140 grand a week, so, you know, it's good to get him off the books. But Potentially. Is, you know, but the, the, the way I see it is that for another six months, I mean, it's not going to do a lot a lot of deal to the club's finances. Uh, and, you know, if, if, we, if we get one or two injuries up front, then, you know, we're in trouble. We've got to rely on Zande Silva, and he's not fit. So it, it, it's just quite frustrating for me, but... I, you know, I'd, I'd like to thank Hernandez for for being such a professional footballer <laughs> at the club well, because because he's been so um, unfairly disrespected by a lot of fans. you for one, a lot of fans, um, and I think he 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 did the right thing in being professional. Okay, he came out and said, I, you know, I want to leave, but he played this season, he scored a goal this season, and he celebrated this season, well, and he still gave one hundred and ten percent every time he played for the football club, even though he wanted to leave. Well, in games where you do play Newport and Oxford, you can start someone like Hernandez, give the strikers a rest, and you know still should win uh, and go through in those games because the quality you have. And now the strikers may have to play in those games, risk of injuries, more games, more fatigue. That is a worry. So I understand where you're saying, but I also understand the money's on the contribution now. West Ham maybe in January could put those funds to somewhere else. Let's talk quickly about another striker who is at QPR, Jordan Hugo. He's on loan from West Ham, isn't he? And he is making a fantastic run at the minute for QPR score two on the weekend you know he's getting a run of games we know what goals do for strikers could that be a name maybe coming back for West Ham no, I, I'm not sure about that but funny I was just going to mention that James because what you're saying there about you know he was always professional he was given unfair criticism I don't think that's true because I think I think, I think no, it was th- quite disrespectful yeah but I think given you- it to someone that's not actually done anything other than other than you know not 
No, but that's what Hugh, very well. Yeah, well, that's what Hugh Gill did. Hey, yeah, I agree that's, with that's the what whole we do as football thing. fans. No, no, but Hugh Gill, he was professional, all, exactly yeah, yeah. as you described Hernandez. There, Hugh Gill was the same, and he got stick, didn't he? Yeah. So I think, I think you know, whether it's stick or just an awareness, which you know, from my point of view, it's just an awareness that I just didn't think he was good enough for the football club, even on his day. You know, I'm they're, they're sure there's plenty of people like that around, and that that's where it came from. I'm not questioning his professionalism. I'd m- you know, would I rather have a Hernandez or a, an Arnautovic? You know, they're, obviously they're they're completely different situations, and one was completely different, disrespectful, and blah blah blah. But do I think Arnautovic was a far better suit to West Ham on the pitch? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree with that. Well, they uh, he agrees in the end, James, but they slightly disagree over Hernandez. One area where they might disagree. It is time for the West Ham quiz next. Love sports. You're listening to the West Ham Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with We Are West Ham, Will Pugh and James Jones. We've been talking the great victory against Norwich this weekend. What a team performance there. The progression in the League Cup victory away to Newport. But there's only one thing that matters. It is time for the West Ham quiz. And just very quickly, a score update. James Jones has a massive lead, a sizable lead. Three one. He could have tonight off. He could have a week off. Still be in charge. Three one in game weeks. Eight four overall point scoring. A massive lead, James. You must be feeling confident, relaxed, composed. It's all that big team mentality, isn't it? It's really coming through now. Um, yeah, I'm buzzing for it. Will looks rattled, you know, heads in the shed slightly. He's giving it, you know, he hasn't revised much. He was really down as much from as last James. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now, yeah. I did that, that, you know what? After the, the Mark Reaper shout that I had a couple of weeks ago that everyone will remember, obviously, and it still will, is the main contender for shout of the, of the season. But. You know, it, it did get to me. I was a little bit shaken last week and, you know, so I need to get back in the well, game Well, Will, as always, I like to see someone win back their pride. It's time for redemption because it is time for the West Ham quiz. Oh, it just gets me going every so, time. So when this starts... You just feel... I feel it. I, I come into my own a little bit. Yeah. You know, and you, you, you were having a go at me for revising, but you know what they say? Well, Fail to prepare, prepare, prepare to fail. Oh, oh, yeah, I, love yeah, so, I love it. So, mm. you know... No, nah, you know, it is, it is what it is, isn't <laughs> well, it? I did. I thought we were getting into a friendly bit of, you know, a friendly feature no that friendly, we could have nah, at the end of the show. There's no but, friendliness you know, here. No, this I'm, isn't no, pre-season. I'm yeah. just desperate for it. that pint that you're going to buy on Christmas. <laughs> right, well, it is time. This is player one and clue number one. Fingers on the buzzers, gents. Clue number one. Signed on loan from Sporting Lisbon. Clue number two. Paolo Futre. That is incorrect. Will, you're, you're firing you, too early again. I thought again. you had that. I genuinely thought you had that. Will, always too early, and it's going to throw him. Clue number two. Scored four goals, including one in the snow. Donny. That is incorrect. Ooh. You're oh, both misfiring. You the that, nerves, the tension. Oh, that was horrific. It's building in the studio. Clue number three. Shirt number 13. Is it Radicayo? It is not. No, no, no. Clue number four. Played for Nottingham Forest in the Premier League. Oh, no. I will give you the final clue, unless, Will, you can shout it out before. This is incredible. This is incredible. Always, always. Literally, this is. Reese, thank you for this, as always. This is going to tip me over the edge. Clue number five. Played for Portugal. Nah. 
think we'll have to keep it in the tank. But keep I, it in the it's tank. Literally, keep it in the tank. Right. Because future, future is a shout. A, a quick rule on keep it in the tank. You can't just shout out middle through two. It might be unfair to the other person. We're going to go back to it. Save it. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, Save yeah. it. Yeah. I like that because you can't do that and any other person's thinking <laughs> of the next player. Player number two. Clue number one. Scottish international. Don Hutchinson. No. God blimey. Clue number two. Never won a match playing for West Ham. Oh wow. Wow. That could be anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Clue number three. It's all of them, isn't it? Seven appearances in 2006. Clue number four. Yeah. Wore shirt number 33. Nigel Quasi. That is correct. 9-4 and 1-0 to James. Good shout. Great snatch there. James in the driving seat again this week. Will you still have a chance for two players? We're going to go to player number three before we return to player number one. Player number three, clue number one. Mm. Can I go back to number one now? Can I? No, Jay- you'll leave it. No, oh, we'll leave it. This player is number so three. unfair. Right, well, got... I get first yeah, guessing. Yeah, 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 we'll guess. Player right. number three, clue number one. Signed from Wigan. Clue number two, West Ham's first signing when they was back in the Premier League in 2002. Clue number three, scored on his debut against Hull against West Ham in 2014. Henri Camera. No. Oh, Clue Jesus, number four, shout. shirt number 21. Final clue for the final player. Clue number five, now plays in Qatar. <laughs> oh, blimey. Wigan. Uh, Jesus. I will have can to we, press you, you for an answer. Right. Can, can you go through the clues again? The, for, for, number, the last for the final one. Yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clue number one, signed from Wigan. Clue number two, West Ham's first signing, once back in the Premier League in 2012. I apologise. I said oh, 2003. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. First signing back in the Premier League in 2012. I apologise. I apologise. Mohamed Diarmay. That is correct. Oh, man. Come on. <laughs> I apologise, Will. I apologise, but it was it was a it was a this a handicap to you both. 2002. Sorry, do you know why? Where I've got the mic, I couldn't see the one. VAR. Jesus. Because <laughs> you know what? Put it here. Oh, oh, no well, way. well, clue player number one. All right, Hugo Perforio. Correct. This is a great oh, shout. Dear, oh dear. Two one. Unfortunately, it is ten five. That, that is an absolute <laughs> disgrace. Just Just look at his West face. Quiz. Look at his face. No way. Absolute. I do owe Will an apology. I and and Reese for putting that brilliant quiz together. I, I misread one of the clues, but if I misread it for you, I misread it for James, and no I do apologise, Will. a thousand years. Thing is, if you'd have got no, that... But, yeah, I would have given. I would have said, nah, draw. Oh, right, okay. As if. Of course, of course you would. would then I'll, the spot, don't be ah, stupid. I, I can't even... T- I'm Charlie, that's it for me I've, I've held my hands up. I've apologised, do you know what I mean? Well, but, that's that's like when the refs come out, isn't it, and say, I'm, I'm being a Neil Warnock now, so an apology doesn't get me my points back, does it? When it comes to the end of the season, if it comes down to one point or goal difference, yeah, but I'm I'm the one who suffers. Oh, it, it, it was wrong. As well, it, yeah, it was no, for James. You, you were nowhere near with 2002. Eh? I could tell well, you. Right. Right. At least I had a guess with Henri Camera. Oh, yeah. Goodness sake. No, I'm not having it. Sorry. Well, it is 10 5 and it is 4 1. Will has had an absolute nightmare. The man <laughs> the is clutching at straws <laughs> to get back. It's 4 1 and he's trying anything. He's throwing everything at the kitchen sink to be like, no, let's have a look at it. But you're 4 1 down, mate. The stats can't lie. It was a disservice to James. James is 4 1 up, 10 5. Irons. 
No, honestly, I can tell you're even struggling to take. You don't want to celebrate, do you? You feel a bit like when Henri scored that no, goal I against apologize. Ireland. Yeah. I apologise. Well, I mean, but they still won that game, so. Mm. Well, Ireland didn't, did they? They were on the end of horrific refereeing. Yeah, but I feel like Henri. Like, Do you know what it was? Still won that game, I think, so. <laughs> I think uh, what's clear is that me and you need to start a petition for a new presenter to be uh, provided. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> you just mind dumping that last 10 seconds, Ben, please. Uh, <laughs> See what stuff. I mean? People start throwing their toys out the pram. It's just, this is the sort of thing that overshadows my Hugo Paforio oh. shout as well, doesn't it? It's, that's great, Mark it's Re- a great shout. That's great Mark shout. Reaper level. Not good enough. Not good enough, though. <laughs> it is 10-5 and it is 4-1. Just a quick note from We Are West Ham. They won't be here next week because of the international break. They are here the week after. After James has two weeks off, Will unfortunately only has one week off. He'll be back <laughs> with a new playing partner next week where hopefully he can beat someone. Is that right, Will? Will yeah. the game continue? No, so we're both off. We're both off next week, but the week after that, I'll be back holding the fort. And I'm going to, I think I might bring. You, you can have a friendly. No, I'm going to bring my nan who doesn't know anything about West Ham and she can sit in your seat and any points I get or she gets, she has to play for you basically and it counts for the end of the season. <laughs> Go on, Wills, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the West Ham Fan Show. We will be back next week. This is Love Sport. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Podcast Network.